Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. How's everybody doing? The 53-man roster is out. Sony Michelle is a charger. We are days away from NFL kickoff. I'm your host, Born and Azari, with Believe in Chargers alongside Lorenzo Neal. Lorenzo, it seems like every time we're recording a new episode, another pillar, something else is happening with this Chargers organization. And all good, huh? How about no, them Chargers? How about them, baby? How about them, Born? I'll tell you right now, like you said, record a new episode and a new episode happens for the Chargers. How about the Chargers continue to get better? And definitely, you see what they did by going out and get Sony. Uh, this Michelle, you've seen this guy play well in New England. You see what he did with the Rams. I mean, court unfortunately got released by, unfortunately for the Chargers, he got released by the Dolphins. But I think it's a great pickup. He's going to bring some stability to the backfield. You know you need some good running backs. And this is a guy we know that is a proven commodity in the National Football League. Yes, yes. Again, everybody, welcome to Believe in Chargers, your number one source for everything LA Chargers for this upcoming 2022-2023 campaign. It should be an absolute blast to go along this journey with y'all. Remember, Lo Neal and I go live after every single Charger game on YouTube. We're also posted to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So don't miss a beat because the, these bolts are making things exciting. So last time we spoke, Charger fans, we were talking about what's going to be the decisions when it comes to this 53-man roster. Lowe was talking about Tom Telesco and some of the tough decisions he's had to make. Are they going to keep three quarterbacks? What's going to happen to his guy, Bandy the Dandy? We've had a lot of those answers, but I think we should first start with Sony Michelle. Listen, the Chargers, one of their bigger weaknesses on this team was they didn't have somebody who can prove that they can back up Austin Eckler. And we talked about it all the time, Lorenzo Neal. Austin Eckler is somebody who's an elite talent, but somebody that you want to preserve, not just for this year, but for two, three, four more years down the line. As we know, the shelf life for running backs in the National Football League are dwindling by the year. So what were the Chargers going to do? What was the direction? Josh Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, Larry Roundtree. No one really emerged. Talk about Sony Michelle Lorenzo Neal and talk about why he is such an important ad for this Chargers offense. We're high on Isaiah Spiller, but he's probably a year away. Yeah, and you look at Isaiah Spiller, got injured, ankle injury, you know, preseason game, still was able to come back and play. But you look at Isaiah and you say, okay, what do you need? He's a rookie, and I don't think that he was going to really help this team, the kind of help that they need. A guy that, you know, if you. Eckler went down. That's going to be able to be that bell cow. Going to give you the consistency, learning the passing, uh, the, the passing tree, and learning everything to not just learn it, but to know it. Cole, you have to realize when you go out there, and all of a sudden they're in nickel. A lot of teams want to go nickel and dime, and it's passing situation. And this Charger team, you know what they like to throw the ball. They like to spin it. And at times you're going to go four wides and only going to have one running back in. And now you're going to have a nickel Sam or a nickel wheel in there. And guys are going to have to know that protection, the slide protection. One guy walks up, walks in over the center. Now you have a hard call. So that means the guard has to block down. Sure. Now if the guard's blocking down, this, the, the running back has to know, okay, if that happens, what is my responsibility? It moves so fast. I'm telling you, Borna, it moves so fast in the game. You have a young rookie running back in there. And I'm telling you, sometimes the bullets, they go too fast and guys can't get out of the way. So I think they went on and said they understood that. You look at Kelly. Kelly was coming on, was in the number two number two spot. But you looked at Kelly and said, okay, he showed you flashes. But it was against, let's be consistent, it was against, you know, the twos and threes. And it was sure. a preseason game still. So we saw him in a game. It wasn't, he, you know, the last preseason game looked really good, looked really explosive. But you want to see that more on a consistent basis. And I'm going to tell you, Tom Telesco, and you look at Staley, 
they didn't believe that they had the right guy. And they said, we know what Sony has done. It's been in the Super Bowls, played in the Rams, won games, been out there, has gotten over 18 touchdowns, you know, rushed the ball for over 700 yards, caught passes out of the backfield, that they know that this guy is a pro. So they knew this guy is a first-round talent. So when you have a guy like Sonny Michel that you can plug and play and put in the mix, you are going to make your offense better just by bringing a guy in that knows where to be, alignment, assignment, and knows the technique and also. Guys, I'm 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 going to hammer the Sony Michelle player prop on on on, on touchdown score this year. Especially, they're going to give him some looks in the red zone. Go over to BetOnline.ag, guys. Remember, it's the fastest, it's the easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contest events. Sony Michelle is a Charger, and he's here to stay. Again, we have Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, golf, and yeah, you heard it, even esports too. So go to BetOnline. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I mean, Lorenzo, you I mean, you talk about Sony Michelle as well. It's uh it, it's pretty incredible stuff. I'm shocked this guy got cut by the Dolphins. Listen, they they gave Chase Edmonds a lot of money, but that doesn't mean Chase Edmonds is going to be worth all that money. Sony Michelle, guys, don't look now. He actually averages 4.2 yards per carry in his career. In the National Football League, if you throw away his down year 2019 with New England and wish he was almost a thousand yard rusher, the guy is averaging almost five yards per carry in three of his four seasons in the NFL. That's substance. And that's not a small sample size. So Sony Michelle Lorenzo is this is this is unbelievable. I, I don't think people are quite frankly talking about it. This is a guy now where you feel comfortable taking seven to ten snaps away from Austin Eckler because you have somebody who's reliable who in the in the in the you know in the pass game, in the run game. And listen, he's more of a you know, he's not the biggest north and south runner, but he can still lay the lumber a little bit. But again, it's important that Michelle had 21 receptions last year for the Rams as well. So he can catch balls in the backfield as well. Were you shocked personally when, when, when this guy was cut? I mean, the, the Dolphins don't have a true RB1. It, it seems like they love Chase Edmonds. I, I It doesn't really make sense. The Chargers knew right as he was cut, immediately flew him out to L.A., immediately signed him. It wasn't even – it wasn't even no, – it was no thought. It was no thought. No, there was no thought. that the, I mean, he didn't have time to go in the locker room and really change. Once the cut was happening, he was on the next yeah. plane smoking. So I was, I was shocked that Sonny Michelle was cut. Because when you look at his body of work, you think about like you you alluded to 2019, you know, didn't have a had a little down year. He would have been averaging over five yards a carry, a tote. That's pretty good in the national football league. Even 4.2 is not bad. Because oh, you think about that first and right. second down, you have, you know, 8.4 yards, carry one more down on third down. You're moving the chains. So anything over four, you're looking at a running back, you're saying you're doing pretty good. And it's like you just alluded to, the body of work. Charger fans Absolutely. aren't making enough noise about this. They're not people are in charge around the national Bowl league. I'm surprised aren't making a lot of noise because when you have to realize when Ecker went out, when Eckler goes out of the game and you bring in someone else, it became like, God, when is Eckler going back in? It, God, we, it, it, and here's the thing and, and no slight to other people, but that's just the way it is. When LaDainian Thomas and you know, the great LT when he was in, in San Diego at the time and when he would go out the game and okay. Oh, by the way, Michael Turner comes in. You know, you're not just saying, Oh my God, LT has to hurry up and come in. You were saying that, unfortunately, Chargers fans now, when Eckler goes out, it's like, oh, my God, the offense has sometimes can sputter. You know it's not going to give you what you're used to. So it just that offense doesn't and, – and Michael Turner wasn't LT, and neither, neither was Darren Sproles. But when you when they went out of the game and Darren Sproles came into the game 
and he could run an angle route and he could go and run the return route in, in a Texas route. And you had a Sproles, you're like, oh my God, those guys, the crowd knew that, hey, look, LT21 can get some rest because you had two guys like Michael Turner and Darren Sproles to back him up. No, oh, yeah. I'll never forget watching some Chargers <laughs> games with my dad. My Everyone talked about LaDainian like and Tomlinson, but yeah. my dad's favorite player was Darren Sproles. Right. I'll, 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 I'll never forget that, uh, that that wild Please. card game. I'll never forget that wild card game against the Colts. I mean, what did he start off the game with a kickoff return for a ton, and then the right. next quarter, a punt return ton. <laughs> never forget Al Michaels, John Madden on the call, the Chargers and the Powder Blues. It was absolutely super exciting stuff. Uh, 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 another thing that I, I think was contributed to the uh, to the cut of Sony Michelle was that if you take a look at Mike McDaniel, right, I believe coming from San Francisco, right, and he, you know, his money scheming for successful rushing offenses, he had a crowded backfield in Miami. Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, and Miles Gaskin. And I'm going to make the argument that Sony Michelle has a higher ceiling than any of those three running backs. Maybe yeah. not Chase Edmonds, but he wasn't going to cut Raheem Mostert, even though he's 30 going on 31. He was just with Raheem in, in, in San Francisco. That, you know, there's there's a little bias there. You know, and, he needs his guy. And what and you're 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 one thousand percent. You're absolutely right. And here's the thing: when Raheem Moster, if he's even, he's leaving. His speed is incredible. But here's the thing: let's be fair and bi unbiased. Raheem Moster is injury prone. I love the young guy from Purdue. Hammer up, bowler down. I love yeah. him. Have a good relationship with Raheem Moster. I love the kid. He can play. But I'm telling you, in the last three years, Raheem Moster has been hurt. He's, he is when he's well, he's hell. When he's hurt, I mean, you can't win. You can't make the tub. You can't make the club in the tub. And Raheem Mostert, in my opinion, is injury proof and injury prone, and it's going to be tough. So when Michelle got released, I'm telling you, the Chargers did a great job of going after this guy and bringing him to the squad because when you look at him and what he's going to bring to the table, it's stability at the running back position. It's also that calming when Eckler is out, like you talked about when he's out, the calming that, hey, you're going to have a guy that can go out there and still make big plays for you on the offense. So I'm excited. I think Chargers fans would be excited, and I think that was a great pickup by the Chargers. An absolutely big-time pickup by the Chargers. Sony Michelle. I think we're going to be seeing him a lot in the running back two position. In other news, Chargers fans, remember, we are, it's crazy, I think 10, 11 days away from the first game of the year against the who? Against the Raiders. Week one of the NFL season should be an absolute dogfight exciting. Barn burner. I mean, I, I, I cannot wait. I'm absolutely stoked. But Lorenzo Neal, the 53-man roster was just dropped by the Chargers. And here's the situation for it. Your guy, Michael Dandy, the bandy, <laughs> did not make the team. Unfortunate, the team really wanted to stay with five receivers. And what did they do? So they went Keenan, Mike, Palmer, obviously. They went Guyton, who Brandon Saley said had a fantastic camp. And then the reason they went with DeAndre Carter as their fifth receiver is because he's shown that he can be superb and elite in the special teams game. Had some kickoff returns for touchdowns last year. However, Michael Bandy, practice squad for the Chargers. That is a tough one, a tough blow. My bigger question is, what do you think the Chargers are doing? Do you agree? And I think a lot of people on Twitter, Chargers Twitter, doesn't agree that the team kept three quarterbacks. The team was always going to keep three quarterbacks, right? A lot of teams do it. I think the Niners do it. I think the Ravens do it. The, the Green Bay does it. But is it norm for teams to keep three quarterbacks? Or is it usually two or is it usually three? Because I know with the Chargers, right, they did Volick and Whitehurst. But what, what is it? it what, what, is it two or three usually? It, it depends on where you're at. I mean, I, most teams, in my opinion, they would keep three. I remember when I was in, you know, Cincinnati with the Bengals. I mean, we had Achilles Smith, we had John Kitna, and we had, uh, you know, uh, Scott Mitchell. So I, I know a lot of teams when I was with the Saints, we had, you know, Wade, uh, we had 
Steve Wash, Wade Whiskey Wade, Wade Wade Wilson, and you know, and and we had Jim Everett. So I've been with teams that mostly, and, and you know, that kept three guys. Um, you want to make sure that you have good backups and guys that are capable uh, of holding it down. So a lot of teams, most of the teams keep three. I know some teams take keep two, but the majority of teams does keep three quarterbacks. Well, Brandon Staley made a good point, too, and he basically said, you know, the old cachet, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He thought that the quarterback just environment was really positive and it was beneficial and he didn't want to change it. You know, you never want to compromise Justin Herbert's happiness or or his repetition because at the end of the day, he's the most important player on this in, 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 on this team. At the end of the day, uh, whether, whether and, and at the end of the day, if he would be mad if Easton Stick got cut or if he would be bummed that there was only two quarterbacks, that's not something you want to compromise. And if it has to come at the expense of somebody, whether that be Webb or whether that be Michael Bandy, so be it. So be it. By the way, speaking of Justin Herbert, I don't know if y'all saw that Russell Wilson money that he got today. Five years, $245 million, 150 plus guaranteed, $49 million a year. What the hell is Justin Herbert going to get? I mean, Russell Wilson is 34 years old. He just signed a five-year Lorenzo Neal, $245 million extension, a buck 50 plus guaranteed, $49 million a year. Second highest paid on an annual basis in the NFL behind Aaron Rodgers at 50 years. Justin Herbert, I'll tell you, he's probably going to get 55 a year. He's probably going to get seven years, 380, and he's going to be buying not not homes. He's going to be buying cul-de-sacs around the country with that kind of money. I mean, holy cow, holy petunias. That is incredible. <laughs> Russell Wilson hasn't even played a game for the Broncos yet. Bambi, oh, my God, I tell you, Borna, that one was legendary. I'm going to have to steal that for me. It's not going to be buying a home. It's going to be buying Coda Sacks. I, I, you know what? That, that that's the go-to line now. He is definitely going to buy a couple of sacks and he can buy a cheeseburger or two. This guy is going <laughs> to absolutely be loaded. Um, but you look at what Russell Wilson's done in this league, and it's good. And when, I, when, I, when I see contracts like this, I don't go that ouch in the wow factor because I see their, their body of work. I hate when they just come out, when these kids came out and they start making the multi-millions. They're making way more than the guy. They didn't prove themselves. And now you look at Herbert. Now Hubert, you, we can say Justin Herbert watching the way that he plays. He's proven himself. And, yes, when the time comes, he's going to get a – they're going to back the boat up and back his truck up, and he's going to get a brick load of money. We understand that. He might have to get the semi-truck, not even a truck. He's going to need a semi to carry that much money. So it's going to be great for that guy when it happens. They have their guy, like you said. They have their quarterback, you know, and Justin Herbert. But when you look at the quarterback position and you think about who's the, you know, keep Glenn, you keep an older guy who's been in this league for, you know, 13, 14 years. You saw what he brought to the table. And then you look at Sticks. Sticks is a guy that so at times can be rattled and understand, but he's a young guy. And you look at the potential, the upside, he can throw the ball, do those things. You have three good quarterbacks on your roster. Two, one that two are ready to go now, and in your third one is a guy that still is going to be good. So after the year, if you see in a year after this year, if you see, hey, look, they go in another direction and move sticks to two, and then let the veteran go. But you needed it. You needed that stability in that quarterback room, and we know who's the quarterback, and we know who's going to be the signal charger for the Chargers for the next ten to twelve years. It's it exactly. It's Justin Herbert, and I don't want to. Uh, you know, get off topic, but I think it's interesting too with the Russell Wilson situation that he got that kind of money and Lamar Jackson is really struggling to get his contract. I mean, you know, people, I think people sometimes undermine the importance of having representation as an athlete. Lamar Jackson is somebody who has, he doesn't have an agent. He's trying to do this on his own. He doesn't want to relinquish that two, 3%. And it's, and, it's, and it's really starting to bite him because if he's going to go into this year playing with this player option and God forbid he gets hurt, 
he's going to lose out on hundreds of millions of dollars. And listen, this is where you probably need an agent. I mean, he's trying to compare himself to that Deshaun Watson contract. No one's getting that Watson guaranteed money. I don't know how the hell he got that. I mean, his agent is elite, but, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's important to have an agent. It's going to be interesting because I know we're, we're I know we're the Chargers. I know it's the Chargers podcast. And we understand when we have our quarterbacks, we ain't going to have to worry about that. But you look at Lamar Jackson, guys, and you talk about the end of the year and the durability and what is he going to fit? What type of offense? If I said, hey, where could he go and be his dominant? You would have to change the offense and make sure that he's going to be predicated to his his skills, his ability to throw the ball, and his ability also in scheme, the run, the option, the read. Can he go to, in the National Football League, other teams? and play at that high of a level if he's not in that type of system. And that's what I think that Lamar Jackson has to get away. He's got to talk to this team about getting in more of a pro-style offense and not just using him to run because you got to realize first five to six years when you're 26, 27, you still can take that. That next deal when you're 28 to 35, can he take that type of beating? Can he run and be that elusive? Can he? Uh, is his body going to be able to be that plyo viable and not get injured and that's where i'm gonna say no so he's in a very very crucial situation and he shouldn't have had representation he should not be going in that fifth year because the way that he plays he should have gotten himself a lot more guarantees so you just look at him and he's a different he's a different quarterback athletically athletic athletically it's no one in the league that's like lamar jackson far as being able to run getting out of the way doing that stuff but far as throwing the ball and mechanics and all those other things i think that you, there's some there's some question marks. Can he do it? Yes. Can he play? Yes. But you see playoff time comes, and when he's forced and the team can't run the ball, he's forced to have to beat you with his arm. Can he do it on a consistent basis? And I don't think that's been shown yet. I, I, I It'll be very interesting to see. But nevertheless, everybody, I want to go back to this 53-man roster for the Chargers, and we see they took three guys only, only three edge rushers on this team, and that's that's not norm. Usually teams will go four or five. We got Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, duh, and then Chris Rumpf, who is you know uh, an emerging fourth-round pick out of Duke last year um, who had a really nice camp. You know, they're only going with three edge rushers. And you may ask yourself, right, having three full-time edge rushers, is it, 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 it's something, it's, it's slightly light. But, you know, Agbule, Davis, and Kemp, they didn't do enough to earn a roster spot. Agbule missed tackles. Davis flashed as a run defender, but his passer skills were static. So Brandon Staley said, though, don't look into that number. He said, quote, we can borrow from a couple of other, of other positions to fill in that spot. That would be Kyle Van Noy, who's probably the team's starting inside linebacker, who has played at a high level on the edge previously in his career, as well as, you know, Morgan Fox can also play on the edge in a pinch. The... Ideally, though, if Bosa and Mack can stay healthy, they're going to be playing 90% of the defensive snaps every single week. And Rumpf has clearly taken a big step entering his second season. But it's important to know that it's important to have a fourth or fifth guy like a Van Noy who can step in as a security blanket because odds will say, and I, I'll tell you this first, Charger fans, I hope I am wrong, but odds will say Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa aren't going to each play 17 games this season. It's just the nature of the National Football League. And if I'm wrong, more power to this organization. You want to be wrong. <laughs> Gladly. But but talk about, is it, you know, they're only going with three edge rushers. They have other guys coming in here. But talk to me, is that is that is that a rare case? And, and, and B, are you confident that Bosa and Mac Lorenzo can play 90 to 95% of, of snaps and not get gassed? Because here's one thing. Here's one thing. Joey is an all-world talent. But his younger brother, Nick, there's one difference, and they're both uber-talented. People say Nick may be even more talented. 
But one thing that Nick does better than Joey is that Nick has a motor in the fourth quarter. Nick doesn't give in. And I'm not saying Joey doesn't, but Joey sometimes runs a little, runs out of gas sometimes in that fourth and isn't as effective. Nick is a crazy psycho in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I tell you, I, the, the, the Niners, look, both these two are, you know what? You're keeping it 100. And that's one thing I love about Ian Borna is because I'm going to tell you, Nicky Bosa, he's amazing. Like you said, in the fourth quarter, he's a little bit better against the run. He's more physical, bigger. Now, it, it's, it's interesting watching these two. Both of them are great, but you're right. So, no, to answer your question, I don't think that they'll both be, you know, go through 17 weeks. I don't think Cleo Mack or Joey Bosa is going to make it the full 17 weeks. So, and I know Chris Brump, you look at Rump, the way that he played, love his energy, love his motor. This guy's good. But I think if you look at the me watching the game and watching the backups, watching the Texans starters against the twos and threes, they didn't hold up very well in interior linemen. I thought that they got pushed around. I thought that they don't have necessarily a great guys on that on when it, you know, their twos and threes. So I think that you're going to still be able to use the guys that's playing in, inside and outside, and you can still on first and second down on obvious rundowns. You can have those guys still play the edge and say, "Look, get upfield, tuck the corner, make the shrink the pocket, make it small." So then hopefully from get some pressure from inside. So I think you're going to have by by design if it's third and two, maybe Cleo Mack. And those guys are second down and three. Maybe those guys are second down and one. Maybe Cleo Mack and and uh, Bosa will be off the field, and you'll use bigger guys. Look for the Chargers to go sometimes bigger guys and bigger personnel on obvious runs down to try to save Cleo and Joey Bosa. It should be very interesting to see. Um, you know what what happens I, again if you have Bosa and Mack. We 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 kept talking about it, everybody. With 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 Joey Bosa. He was so much more effective when he had Melvin Ingram with the Chargers. But when, when Melvin Ingram left, you know, there was a contract dispute. Then he went to Pittsburgh, then KC. Joey Bosa kept getting doubled and tripled. And not only that would run his energy, and not only that would run his gas, but he couldn't do much. And he'd still put up all pro numbers. But to have somebody as good on the opposite side of you, there's only one left tackle, everybody. Only one left tackle can take one of them. The other is uh, going to have an absolute field day. And I understand you're high on your Raiders, Lorenzo Neal, but I'm telling you, like, that. this is what I'm saying. If they have a weak line, imagine Bosa and Mack coming, up, coming at you. Woo! Oh, it's going to be hell. It's going to be hell for a lot of teams. I'm telling you, to be able to move each side and be able to play both sides, it's going to be tough because now you can put – uh, you know, put Joey Bosa on the left, or you can put him on the right, switch Cleo Mack. So, guys, those tackles are going to get headaches. You can switch them up because both of them bring a different style. They both bring a different flavor. They're a different flavor. They're a different style. So, you're going to have tackles absolutely confused because you got two guys can flop and play each side. It can really, really be tough on opposing offenses. So, you're right. I look, I think the Chargers have two of the best linebackers, two of the best pass rushers in the game. I think when you look at as far as the tandem having two of the best, the Chargers know that they have that. And it's going to be interesting just to see how well these guys play. But it's going to be even more significant if these two guys can stay healthy for the duration of the year. No doubt. So, Lorenzo, before we wrap it up, again, everybody, make sure you go check out our title sponsor, betonline.ag. It's going to be, listen, NFL betting. I told myself I'm going to calm down a little bit. But when it's NFL season, you know I'm going to smack those two-team teasers. I was taking a look at the week one games. I Honestly, some tough games. I, I would say this. If, you're, if you guys are wanting a, an upset pick from, from Borna here, listen, this is not betting advice. But I don't know. Russell Wilson is first game in Denver coming into a, a, a Seattle team that has no expectations. Seattle's still a crazy home environment. They have a chip on their shoulder. They want to smack Russ. And honestly, this sounds crazy. 
but I got the Seahawks shocking the Broncos week Whoa. one. Oh, I got them. I got the, I got them shocking Denver at CenturyLink Field. It's going to be a roaring Pacific Northwest decibel numbers sky high. Gino, Gino, you hear me? Yes, sir, man. I'm telling you, the Seahawks I are going to stun them. Hey, put it this way. I, Barner, you know what? Me and you, we can't get along. We might as well get it on. And that's what the fans are going <laughs> to love and to believe in, in the Chargers never. Because you and I, we're going to go at it. We're going to love. We're going to fight. We're going to be like relationship, baby. Some days you love me. Some days I hate you. Because this one, I'm going to tell you, that's a ferocious pick. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Do not go on Bet Online and take Borna's advice. Listen to me. The, the Denver Broncos are going to cover by seven or more. This line's going to come out, I guarantee you, over four and a half. Listen to me. The line's not even out yet i guarantee it's going to be over four and you do whatever i tell you you load the wagons on the denver broncos okay so there you have it go against borna there go against borna <laughs> we'll see guys only time will tell uh, hopefully i'm the one uh celebrating on you on that following monday guys we'll wrap it up listen talking talking chargers listen kind of the last position battle we had to talk about at camp was for that right tackle the rest of the line was super solidified you had slater at left tackle filer at left guard Corey lindsley at center zion johnson a lot of people are saying are looking really really good so i mean he's looking really good so that's another great thing to see and then the right tackle position was between trey pipkins and storm norton brandon saley had announced that obviously both had made the team but that trey pipkins had won the job resoundingly over storm norton and that's great to see that trey had a big camp Take me into the mindset of Justin Herbert, Lowe. And, you know, you know that you have four out of five solidified, strong pieces in your offensive line. And there's a little bit of a vulnerable spot at right tackle, although Trey won the job. Does Herbert, in his progression, does he naturally drift over to that left side of the line just because he has more confidence in it? How much is the instability? We'll see how Pipkins performs, and I hope he performs well. But how much is the instability on the right side of the line? Listen, Zion's good, but he's a rookie. And Trey Pipkins is, you know, the weakest part of the line. How much does the instability on the right side affect Justin Herbert when, when it comes to his movement or in the pocket? Yeah, I think it, I think it does. I think he's going to be conscious of that. You have a young rookie that everyone's depending on, and they look. Yes, he played quite well, but we've seen that he can be vulnerable because of the fact he sometimes he get, extends himself. And you look at Pip, you look at you know the right tackle saying, okay, how's he going to sit there? You know, he took Storm and Norman's job. He's like, okay, how are they going to play on that side of the ball? It's going to be interesting to see. I look for the Chargers early in the season. If they have some problems, look for a little bit of slide protection. Slide over to the right. So slide the line to the right. And now, you know what? It's going to make that make your quarterback feel that much better. But, yes, in regular situations, look for him to drift to the right, lift, drift to the left, because you know that side is going to be a little bit more solidified. But if you're going to look at it, they're going to probably have at times how they're going to cover him. Are you going to go over defense? So that means are you going to have the center covered and the guard covered and the tackle? So now it's kind of saying, okay, look, I want to try to get one-on-one -on -one matchups. And that's going to be a lot that a lot of teams are going to do. They're going to try to get them by scheme. And what do I mean by over defenses? That means when you got three guys strong. So deep offenses, they're going to say, okay, how do we slow down this Chargers offense? And it'd be interesting to see what the Raiders do in week one because if I'm the Raiders, I'm saying, look, the right side of the line, just like you alluded to, Borna, so well that this side is a little bit, you know, you've got to, you have your question marks and a little bit of doubt. Team's going to say, let's put a man on man so they can't get help, so they can't slide the line, so they can't have a one on one block. So let's create one on one blocks and let's make someone come free. That's when you're running back. That's when you're running back is going to sure. have 
make sure he's scanning he's helping guys out he's chipping that's when you you know have a max type of protection where you keep sometimes you're tight in it so you have a two-man route so there's going to be things that you have to do to protect that side of the ball no question no doubt about it and brandon staley had said you know talking about trey pipkins a lot of chargers fans had given up on trey you know after a really really tough start to his nfl career the former third round pick and trey pipkins he took all the starting reps at right tackle in practice last week Coach Daly said, quote, I'm really proud of Trey. He's come a long way since one year ago today. It's what the NFL means to me. That's why you stick with players. You don't ever stop. You don't give up on anybody. You stay with them. You keep at it and you keep competing together. Trey deserves full credit because he's the one that invested so much into his game. So now Norton is the swing tackle, and it's a relative luxury to have a backup with as much starting experience as Storm Norton. Let's not forget that, Charger fans. Storm Norton started for over 70% of the games last year, including some massive, massive games in the division against Kansas City, against Dallas. So he's played in some big games. To have him as your swing tackle with that much experience, guys, don't take that for granted. That is big-time luxury. Even if he was up and down in those starts, in two seasons, Staley has turned the weakest position on the roster into a strength. The Chargers have one of the best starting units in football when it comes to the offensive line. And they are deep. An injury would not necessarily spell disaster on the line like it would in years past. And remember, we're not looking for results overnight, but we're looking for improvement. And improvement in that department was drastic. So that is fantastic. It's great to see that related to Storm Norton, related to Brandon Staley, related to this offensive line for the Chargers. So, Lorenzo, it's here we go now, right? This is it. This, this team is ready to go to battle. I mean, you got an offensive line that's ready to go. You got at the tight end position, you got Gerald Everett, Parham, and McKitty, which are solid. Everett's solid. You got loaded receivers. You got one of the best running backs in football. You got one of the best quarterbacks in football. You got the one of the best, if not the best, pass rush in football. You got stout interior defensive linemen. You picked up Van Noy from New England, who's a, who's a pro. And you have a great secondary. What else can we ask for, Lorenzo Neal? Here we go. It's time. Man. It's time to play. I'm licking my chops. You know, I'm old country boy, and I like to go hunting, Barney. And I'll tell you what they'll say. This is what we usually say when we go hunting and we're camping out at night. We say this in the morning. Why don't you call out the dogs and piss on the fire? Let's ride. <laughs> let's ride, everybody. Again, I can't end it on let's ride, though, because that's Russell Wilson's <laughs> new saying in Denver. So, Russell, congratulations for your, for your money. But bolt up, everybody, Chargers fans. We'll see you very soon. Um, stay, stay, get ready guys for awesome guests on the show this year. Great people, great vibes, great energy. And let's go win some football games. Chargers fans, uh, for Lorenzo Neal, I'm born in Azari, everybody take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.